Hello, I'm John Naylor reporting for Deja Vu magazine. I'm here with Mary Howarth from Blaze Aid in Maruya, New South Wales on this gorgeous afternoon. We're trying not to look in the sun, aren't we? <laughs> we are trying not to. It's a beautiful afternoon here, John. Yeah. Now, this is the thing. Now, let's get straight into it. Now, Blaze Aid is a new thing for me to become aware of, but I live in Queensland where... Look, we've had some fires and we've had some fire damage to properties, but you guys are doing something really incredible here, yeah? We certainly are. We're yeah. down here trying to help all the farmers get back on their feet. Hmm. We do do a lot up there in Queensland. Oh, well, I should yeah. probably pay more attention, <laughs> shouldn't I? You should, yes, yes, because we're doing drought relief and as hmm. well as floods and, uh, and also cyclones up there. Yeah, so let's talk about what Blaze Aid, the origins of this. Let's tell my viewers about the history of Blaze Aid. Where, does it all, where did it all start? Well, Blaze Aid actually started back in 2009 with Kevin and Rhonda Butler. Hmm. And they're just two ordinary people that were farming and they became victims of the Black Saturday fires. Hmm. So Rhonda decided to put an ad in the paper hmm. for volunteers to come and help because they were quite daunted by the fact of having to build over five kilometres of fencing. And then all of a sudden they just got response to a a paper advertisement and people from all around just came to help and from overseas mm. and mm. so they were inundated with all these volunteers and so once they built their fences they just kept on going yeah. and they yeah. worked there for 10 months and that's how Blaze got the name that it was born out of the ashes. So for how many years ago was that for me to That was know. in 2009. It was okay. probably one of the worst bushfires that Australia had had mm. because of the loss not only of people hmm. but also animals it was just a, a terrible disaster so it wasn't something that's just come about blaze aid is not a new thing it's no. 11 years old you're telling it's me it's 11 years old now yeah yes. okay and you say that your the assistance you've rendered has been around floods cyclones you're telling me off camera that you've been even up to my old hometown of Ely Beach for some yeah. cyclone debbie relief uh, cyclone debbie we were up there for three months working yeah. there after the cyclone yeah and um yeah under pretty rough conditions i can assure you up there Okay. It was pretty wild, but okay. uh, yes, but we do, we do a lot, and it's all about helping the farmers and, and getting them back on their feet again yeah. and being productive. Okay. And uh, we work with the communities as well, we support them, and when we come into town, we like to spend the money that we do have in the local town so mm. that it's sort of helping them. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just one of those things when you do have a disaster, it's amazing how everybody comes together yeah. and does assist. Okay, so some quick stats. How many um, camps? Because this is a camp at the moment. How many camps have you got across Australia? I think Australia? we've probably got about 23 at the moment, but that's all up and down the coast from New South Wales, Victoria, yeah. and still two going in South Australia. Yeah, okay. And how many volunteers do you know, approximately? I'm not going to hold you to this, you know. Yeah, that we've got here. We've probably, at the moment, we've probably got about, oh, 20, 26. Okay volunteers that are working here at the moment that's some locals as well as the ones we do have in camp mm, okay and and there's this incredible thing that's happened in terms of diversity that you've got at the moment i understand that you know yeah. traditionally and you're telling me off camera about how some old people turned up to help build a fence back in the day when you first <laughs> saw it you got some yeah. amazing amount of fencing done oh, it's but amazing. now we've got the backpackers here as well we do we International do so whole working holiday visa holders with nothing to do they are wonderful because you come very dubious at first you know you sort of think oh my god you know some young ones we've got to look after them mm. but these ones are just amazing i cannot speak more highly of them you know not only them but all our older people as well mm. you know they're great because without all us old grey nomads sort of getting around and doing things because we're here for the long slog but they're mm. doing their 88 days we've got them in the kitchen working in mm. there and they're out in the paddock they're just wonderful okay 
Yeah, I mean, that's, and one thing I'm always curious about, and I get involved in a few volunteer things myself here and there, yeah. and I've seen other events, you know, run around a, a marvellous volunteer culture. Yeah. Have you been able to identify, like, the, the, the volunteer gene? I mean, it doesn't seem to be something yeah. that everybody has. No, they don't. They don't. Not everybody does it, but um, it's just all about, I think, wanting to give back. You know, a lot of people want to give back hmm. and even the young ones are getting just as much out of it, even though they're not Australian, they come from all walks, you know, every country. But because of that, they, they've just been wonderful and they're getting a lot out of being able to get out there and help these farmers. Yeah. And just talking, these, these are things that none of them have ever seen before, where you go out there and look in the paddocks and, you know, it's just everything's burnt. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But they've never seen that and, of course, when they see it... Mm. It uh, does make a big difference to their lives at yeah. such a young age. And so do you see some people sort of come into the process and they're a little bit sort of tentative to start with, but then they became yes. become superstars <laughs> in the yeah. in the Blaze Aid oh, cause? Yes, they're unstoppable like or out there till dusk yeah. and beyond? Yes. Well, the thing is that a lot of them, when they come, and the first thing some of them will say is, I don't know how to do a fence. Mm. And you say, don't worry, you can always pull wires through or mm. there's so many different things you can do or C-clips you, to put on the, the netting or oh, okay. yeah, yeah. the ring lock. So um, there's plenty out there for people to do yeah. and even rolling up all the old burnt wire. Yes, just getting yes, there. So they yeah. just need a set just of manual labour. Just manual labour. It's just the numbers you need to get out there to be able to do it mm. and make it work. There's so much work out there at the moment. Mm. And mm. this camp here has been going since February, mm. early okay. February. Yeah. So there's 235 um, people on the books, mm. properties registered for okay. help. Okay. And we're nowhere near getting to the end of it. So okay. it's a very long process. Yeah, wow, and okay. Yeah, we'd be really lost without it, volunteers just coming all the time. So as many as we can get, please roll along. Yeah, us. no, that's it. I was going to touch on that. So what, is, what does Blaze Aid need? You need more volunteers. We need more volunteers out in the paddock. If we get the numbers up, the more properties we can work on. Mm. And, of course, COVID hasn't helped a lot mm. with things mm. like that. So that's been very tough. So, now, and I understand uh, you've got got to be very careful about all that sort of things. We the always camps are. And, the, and there we'll is quite a few ages. We're, <laughs> we're distancing and we yeah. all do that. We all distance mm. as much as we can. Naturally, somebody said to me, on the fence line, you've got to get a bit closer to be able to do things. So I said, well, yes, you do. Mm. But we've all been, none of us go anywhere. We mm. work five days a week and yeah. it was on our days off. We sort of hang around camp or just go downtown, go for a walk. The young ones go to the beach. Mm. So they're not actually mixing with other people a great deal. Oh, so well, that's it. Well, it's, it's food good. supply. There's accommodation over, I see, there. So Yes, that, we look after them. Oh, so they don't even need to go into Woolworths or into the no. coffee shops or anything like that. No. They, they can be here and contained within... Contained the whole time, oh, yeah. We, de we okay. definitely look after them that's as much very as we can. Risk. Yeah, okay. So then that's the thing. So obviously funding's another big deal yeah. because your organisation or the organisation, not mm. yours, but the organisation is doing it from its own funds, yeah? It does. It's a non-for-profit organisation. Uh, none of us are paid. The hours are very long. and um, But you do it for the love of helping people. But it's, yeah, it's the, there's only one person that's paid and she does the books to keep everything honest. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's about it. Yeah, okay. Yes, but uh, no, it's, it is a non-for-profit. So we do rely on do donations. And there's quite a few larger ones now that are donating to Blaze Aid. Mm. Because without us, none of this would happen. Mm. And people cannot afford, like, uh, uh, there's nothing against contractors. Contractors have to make a living. And mm. we're not about doing people out of 
their own living. Mm. But it becomes very expensive. When you've gone and lost your house and mm. lost everything, your stock mm. and, and fences, to be able to go and rebuild all that, sometimes the fences are the last thing that people can afford to do. Mm. So mm. we're fortunate enough that we have got some larger donations that we've been able to put in to help people with materials, the mm. farmers with the materials, to be able to get their fences rebuilt, yeah. as well as free labour. Yeah, OK. So that's okay. So what else do we need to hit on? The, the so yeah, obviously you need more volunteers. Funding's always good. Any donations, I take it's always donations helpful. Are always now, wonderful. where they do that through a website, no doubt. They can do it through what a website. What website? Go on, they quote just the website. Go to blazeaid.com. Yeah. And that will tell you. It'll show down there. Or www. Yeah. Blazeaid.com. Now, final question for me. Can you see an end in sight for, for what you're doing within this volunteer oh, organisation? Gee, not really. I started back in January in South Australia. And, um, and then I've ended up here taking over this camp and I can see it going on for at least another six months. Yeah, oh, yes. on behalf of the community and all of Australia, I'd like to say thank you, Mary. Well done to you. Oh, thank you, John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap up on that because uh, we're losing the sun here by appearances. <laughs> I think we're even dark shadows there. Hello, world. You know, oh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll correct it in post. But anyway, hey, Mary uh, from Blaze, thank you very much for your, your time today. I really appreciate it. Yes. And uh, that's another episode done for Deja Vu. We'll speak to you next time. <laughs>